0: Welcome to the Life as a Coder podcast series, brought to you by your friends at Ozark Coding Alliance, LLC. Discussing your life as a medical coder, offering coding tips and advice for coding students and professionals. Join us every Monday. Hello, this is the Life as a Coder podcast series. I am your host, Jennifer McNamara, owner of Ozark Coding Alliance, LLC. And we are here to talk about career development in 2021. Uh, This is episode three, and we're so glad that you're joining us for this presentation on this podcast, and we hope that you're going to find answers to how to find a job as a medical coder in 2021. We know so far uh, we're into this second round, right, the second year of this virus, and it has brought its own unique challenges, hasn't it? to the world of medical coding. We're in a new landscape. Now we understand uh, there's research out there, more than 72% of coders work for a hospital or health system. Uh, And of those more than 50% were fully remote based employees uh, in the year 2020, only 17% of them were based on site. So a lot of us went remote if we weren't already, right? Uh, And one of the things that we hear so much From those looking to find work or those who were displaced during the pandemic, who had a lot of experience as coders, is the competition, right? In remote-based roles, there's so much competition, uh, especially from offshore companies. and That adds even more to competition, increasing, uh, growing the talent pool, all these different places around the world offering the same thing at a lower cost. Uh, So the question comes up, is it worth sacrificing the quality in order to gain the uh, better cost? Not to say that some of these companies are going to lack in quality, uh, but it's your company, it's your hospital, your facility that will pay the price Ultimately, when you have denials and appeals to make, if your coding is not up to par, and if you don't have the right people in place, right? Uh, but again, when you decide to bring on a coder uh, to work for your facility to do your coding, it's the providers, uh, that's their their money, right? That's their charges that we want to make sure is billed correctly. Now, when it comes to training new coders, that's one of the things that uh, many Seem to not want to do these days. We have to ask ourselves why. Why in the last uh, 10-15 years uh, is it so much harder to find a coding role and a remote role and there's so many coders out there learning, so many education providers, they're learning from qualified coders, so why are we struggling to hire Uh, There's so many um, elements out there, and we're going to talk about that in part two of our career development uh, series. Uh, But we want to talk about some of the things that we can learn uh, and do in order to stand out. So according to the AAPC, the American Academy of Professional Coders, individuals who've learned the health information profession uh, with on-the-job training and work experience, uh, they may begin earning certifications in one or more specialty areas. So they do offer their base certification, right? The CPC, Certified Professional Coder. We also offer additional certifications that in other areas like billing and compliance and uh, auditing, things outside of that realm, risk adjustment that all can be counted for as base core credentials that you can gain independently from the others. Education really uh, is what we want to look for as an employer. Employers, employers look for education on your resume. Is your education on your resume worded to the, to the point that they understand the education you received and how it's going to benefit their company? Now, in order to stand out, Uh, in the crowd. Uh, There is actually an article out there and I was reading the other day and it was something from uh, the senior vice president of products at AAPC. And he says that employers will see coders who are certified uh, and stay on top of their professional development and commit to lifelong learning. And that's from Ray Jimenez. And so we we really recognize uh, that statement that those who stay current and are dedicated to this profession and take it seriously are those strong candidates for long-term success. We understand that maybe you've heard of medical coding because, hey, I can work at home. I can I can do this from home, and this is a work from home career. And while that may be true, uh, we want to make sure we understand that it's not the reason to become a medical coder. Because it, with any industry, it doesn't matter what you're doing. If you want to work remotely, uh, usually those individuals or those who have proven over time that they are qualified and can work independently without uh, with little supervision, right? So. If an employer knows you're trustworthy, they've they've known you and they know you can do the work, they'll let you work from home. Now, there are companies um, popping up uh, that I do reference on LinkedIn uh, from time to time that will hire coders with a CPCA apprentice credential with little to no experience and will train them or even offer a job if you have gone through education and will get certified within six months. So that's always an option. But we also want to think about what we can do ourselves? What can we do to push ourselves forward? Grow your professional network. Get on LinkedIn, get on Facebook, find those groups, find those recruiters, find that network that's going to help you grow. Mentorship has been popping up as a big deal lately. Um, They talked about mentorship uh, recently uh, in the AAPC Social Hour on Facebook. So hopefully you've had a chance to to check that out. I want to give a shout out uh, to one of my mentors, uh, and that is Kimberly Gillivette Williams, who we're going to hear from in a little bit about uh, some of those things. She was recently featured on the last AAPC Social Hour as an educator and and offered some helpful advice on education. Also, may some people uh, misunderstand the difference between a mentor and education or taking a course. A mentorship, yes, is great, but it's not to be misconstrued for free education, Mentorships are typically for people who have already gone through educational program are trying to maybe get into the working world and have a are already good understanding of the medical industry, the medical coding industry, and know what they want and just need guidance. We're not there to teach you how to code. We're not there to code for you, right? We're there to help you on your path to become a successful coder. We understand you would have already gone through a program by the time we get to you to mentor you. So let's understand the difference between mentorship and then education. Uh, Maybe you're struggling. I've heard from coders over the the last, you know, few years, few months, having trouble finding jobs, sometimes four years into it, and they still haven't found work. Why is that? Well, there are, of course, regional issues. There are, of course, situations where maybe it's uh, the person interviewing you. uh, You can't always help that, can you? But in the meantime, have you ever thought about taking a transitional job? I, for one, when I was doing medical coding, I didn't really know where to start. And while I was looking, I didn't not, of course, take a job so that my family would suffer. I, of course, I worked at Best Buy. I worked at Macy's. I did whatever I could do to find a job while I was trying to find that coding job. I kept, you know, putting in interviews, resumes. I finally got that entry-level position. In a medical office. And of course, it wasn't a coding job. So I also want to make sure, you know, it's not always going to be that cookie cutter medical coder title you're going to get. Don't go into it thinking you're going to get that perfect. I'm a medical coder by title job. There may be times where you have to become a biller or you will be a receptionist and you work your way up just like I did and just like so many in the industry had to do. And maybe you're in a specialty and you're just not feeling that drive anymore and you want to try something new. And that's always a good push, right, for us. Uh, Maybe you're a mid to late coder who wants to switch specialties um, to create a new opportunity for yourself. And that's great. I have worked my way up to now six credentials. And now I feel like I'm getting all of these opportunities because of that. And of course, not to say this isn't uh, the case for everybody, but a lot of times employers uh, they look at your personality. So when you go on that interview, make sure that you put your best foot forward. And even if you're a quiet, shy person, we understand that that can um, hinder you sometimes. But if you can at all for that interview, for that one interview, get yourself out of that box you're in and just be as energetic and enthusiastic. Let them know why you want to work there, why you feel you're an asset to that company. And y- you know, Maybe learn a little bit more about their company so you have something to talk about in the interview and make yourself stand out to them. There are so many things that we can do and uh, we want to make sure that we set goals for ourselves. Uh, maybe if right now your short-term goal is you want to get your resume in order. I want to give a shout out to... Uh, my pal Ann Barnaby at Project Resume and all of of my listeners get 10% off of her resume services for listening to this podcast so go ahead and check her out at Project Resume but she has a great program for helping you get your resume set up so let's get that short-term goal let's get our resumes in order get that going Maybe another short-term goal is you want to grow your network on LinkedIn or other platforms get to know the people that are going to help you grow long-term goal uh, think about what you want to do five, 10 years. Where do you want to be? And then start setting those smaller goals so you can reach that long-term goal. That's my best advice. And so up next, we're hoping that with this interview will help you uh, learn more about the industry, how you can grow, and learn from someone, an industry leader, industry icon like Kimberly Gillibat-Williams, and, and how she can help you to grow and progress in the industry. Well, thank you so much, Kimberly uh, Jolivet Williams for joining us for this special, special podcast of our What Inspires You as a Coder uh, interview series. And I wanted to welcome you, Kimberly. Thank you for joining me. And so what we're going to do today is we just want to get to know you a little bit. So tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, those that maybe aren't as familiar with you. What is something that uh, we need to know about you?
1: Well, um, hi. hello everybody. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for the invite. Um, my name again, Kimberly Jolivet Williams. I am from Opelousas, Louisiana. Um, the name Jolivet, probably give it away. Um, I've been in the industry, I guess about 20 or so years, and I've done billing, unit secretary, coding, auditing, and now currently working in compliance. Um, I also teach for AAPC myself and the local junior college here in Dallas, Texas, as an adjunct instructor.
0: Excellent. Well, I'm so glad to, you know, let everyone know about more about you. And of course, we have been connected for quite some time. We've done so many things together and it's been a great relationship. We've learned a lot yes. from each other. We've gotten, you know, uh, to help each other in different projects. And so I wanted to bring you on as someone that inspires me. And what we're doing, of course, is this career development. We're going to talk about career development and how it can really uh, help advance a coder's career when we learn the ins and outs of this industry and how to get to where you want to be, so to speak. So let me ask you this. What advice would you give to someone pursuing a career path
1: in medical coding and billing? Well, one thing I would say is, you know, we are so hard on ourselves um, and I do tell people, give yourself grace um, and believe in yourself and set yourself up for success. Um, when you're joining any career, and especially medical billing and coding, uh, you can attest to this with me, Jennifer, you got to be your biggest fan, your biggest fan club, you know, promote yourself and um, be okay with the fact that you don't know, but be diligent and willing to do the work to learn what you need to learn, so that you can be a success um, and confident in the medical coding and billing arena, Um And that's just my biggest thing is just give yourself grace um, and time to get immaculated with everything.
0: Excellent. Excellent. And who has been your biggest supporter or mentor over
1: the course of your career? Well, you know, I've done so many things in my life and um, definitely my mom and my sisters, absolutely my husband, Joey. Um, And my kids, all of my family, they're just like a big push. Um, It's important, uh, I think, to have family support. So uh, my kids, Raven and Wendell, and my husband, Joey, mom, sisters, they all have been a big influence on me to push me, um, encourage me to do what I think I can accomplish. Um, and then I've had several industry leaders um, that have poured into me, um, you know, I hate to start naming names because I always will forget someone but, you know, I have Miss Sharon Turner, um, I have Betty Morgan, uh, Sandra Jones. Uh, those were my coding instructors when I first got started, um, and they've just been great supporters, even you, you know, since I've met you and collaborated with you, I've learned so much, I've done so much, and it's just been a great success, you have uh, been a motivation and an encourager to me too, so I mean, it's just so many people, I've just been blessed uh, with a lot of supporters and encouragers in my career.
0: That's so wonderful. Isn't that something that we all need? We need that support, keep us going to build us up, right? Yes. So what motivates you to get up in the morning and go to work? Like
1: we all have to have that, right? Yes, I know, right? Well, you know, I have a passion for this industry. I love what I do. Anything related to medical coding, billing, auditing, and compliance, it's like a drive for me because to me, it's so many different parts, um, so many moving parts. You get to see different operative notes. You you know, you can go from an E&M to a surgical to a diagnostic note. So I think the intriguing part about the variety that you can be exposed to Um, you know, and the different things we could do. It's just a passion of mine and especially the education part because I love teaching. I love pouring into others um, and teaching them about this industry and medical coding, billing and and auditing. So I think because I have such a passion for it, it makes it easier uh, for me to wake up and do it. And I have, I'm so honored to serve. Um, It's such a blessing to be in this position uh, to be able to give back and share any little bit of knowledge that I have.
0: I totally agree. And that's, of course, the same reason I do it as well. Um, And as you know, we've both been on uh, different platforms, LinkedIn, Facebook groups, and we've seen a lot of back and forth on different comments and things about the industry. What do most people misunderstand about medical coding and this industry?
1: You know, the one thing that I'm starting to run uh, up on that I'm noticing, a lot of people are starting to think they can self teach themselves medical coding. I have so many uh, students that come to me and they've taken the test multiple times. And my first question is, have you taken an approved AAPC course? And they'll say, no, I kind of got the study guide. I've been watching YouTube and they think they can self-teach. And, you know, I have to tell them, you don't know what you don't know. So that's just hard. And I try to encourage them to enroll. And, you know, even if it's not my program at Jolivette Medicoding Institute, anybody's program, you know, I've referred people to your program. So I'm like, Any program is better than trying to do it on your own because you don't know what you don't know. And then the myth that I've seen once they get certified is that they're going to be able to work from home remote, and of course they're going to make all this money, (laughs) and yet they have no experience and they're still novice. And some people get discouraged. And I'm like, it takes time. You know, you have to give yourself that time, that you know, time frame to get familiar with the industry, become a a good coder, get your production in order um, so that you can move to that level not to say that it won't happen it just does not happen quickly.
0: Exactly that's one of the things I have given advice about over the years and uh, last season we did a, a podcast as well on uh, career development and we talked about about that item there about not going into it just to work at home to go into it because it's what you want to do f- for a career and if working from home comes that's great if that's mm-hmm. the path you want And the path that works out for you but but do it because you want to do this as a career now you have a lot of experience in this industry more than me actually and so that's why i think of you as an inspiration but if you could give yourself advice to your 20 year old self what
1: would that be you know i would tell myself don't listen to the noises in your head you know again we can be our worst enemy our biggest critic Um, And so we will self-doubt and block our own blessings uh, because we keep doubting and being fearful and not moving forward. Um, I was uh, privileged to watch that Unstoppable uh, production that Jamie Kern, um, Lima put on, on Facebook. And I love her motto is believe it. And it's like, I agree with that. You have to believe in yourself. And so to my 20 year old self, I would definitely be like, don't listen to the naysayers, block out all that negativity that may be around you, surround yourself with positivity and believe in yourself, be your biggest fan again.
0: Exactly. You know, when we, and you know, me personally, the failures, the um, mistakes I've made in my career is not believing in myself and letting people drag me down. I've talked about this in the last, you know, few years. Uh, but we all face those things. We all face times where we make a mistake, or we make a bad choice in employment, or we we connect with the wrong people and it drags mm-hmm. us down. Yeah, those mm-hmm. negative thoughts, those negative emotions, negative uh, toxic people we call them. <laughs> but you make a mistake, or you you have a failure. Uh, how
1: do you learn from your mistakes? How do you learn from those things? You know, my biggest thing I've learned that is preparation. And commitment. Um, I tell myself, you know, no matter what obstacles uh, come in my way, if I prepare and then I stay committed to the task, um, then I should be able to accomplish it. And, you know, I go by that old saying that if you plan to, if you fail to plan, then you plan to fail. So I try to say, you know, prepare. Um, I used to tell my kids all the time, uh, they used to be like, that person's smarter than me and that person's so smart. And they know my kids are laughing right now because I used to tell Wendell and Raven, the person that is the smartest is the one that's prepared. They took the time, they put in the work, they did the study. So that's my biggest thing. And that's what I've, learn from my failures or mistakes is that I probably didn't quite prepare or wasn't as committed to getting it done as I should have been and to try to refocus that and channel it differently the next time.
0: Excellent, excellent advice. Well, Kimberly, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to let us interview you here on Life as a Coder podcast. And we hope to hear more exciting things from you in the future. But please tell us, how can our listeners connect with you online?
1: Yes, yes. So um, you can visit my website definitely, which is Um, You're welcome to email me at m like w at jmcipro.com. Or always the good old fashioned phone, which is 1-888-407-3732. And before I go, I want to leave you with a good saying that I love to say that, yes, it's nice to be important, but it is more important to be nice. That's a saying that I picked up from The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, and I love it.
0: (laughs) Excellent shout out to The Rock. Thank you for doing (laughs) that. I love it. Uh, And that's great, great advice. And so we thank you again. And we will uh, put your information in our show notes so people can contact you if they want to learn more about what you do. We thank you again, Kimberly, for joining us here on the Life as a Coda podcast series.
1: Yes. Thank you so much for having me again. It was my honor to be here. I appreciate it.
0: Well, we hope you can join us for our next episode. Continuing this thought of career development in 2021, we're going to welcome another industry icon on melissa freeman of os2 education and she's going to continue this thought for us and help us learn to grow our network and how we can develop our career in this industry i always want to stop this program to give some shout outs to those that inspire me and i want to shout out to terry fletcher of terry fletcher consulting and i want to make sure everyone tunes into her podcast every tuesday codecast by terry fletcher And learn more about uh, the medical industry and billing and reimbursement. Uh, She's a great industry leader. I learn a lot from. I also want to shout out to my pal, Sanal Patel, Paint the Medical Picture podcast. And she's been a great, great inspiration to me in so many ways uh, in podcasting and learning about her auditing and compliance. And I know you're going to learn from her too. So check out CodeCast with Terry Fletcher and Paint the Medical Picture podcast with Sanal Patel. They'll be joining me in a future podcast, so we're going to join forces and learn more about uh, clinical processes. So we hope to have you join us then. For now, I want to say thank you for joining Life as a Coder podcast series. Never stop learning. Never stop growing. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Life as a Coder podcast series, brought to you by your friends at Ozark Coding Alliance, LLC. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort. It helps us share the show with other coders, students, and professionals just like you. Come back every Monday for a new episode. We'll catch you then. Project Resume can make your medical coding dreams come true. From resumes to interview skills to navigating a successful career, Project Resume has the advice you need from coders you can trust. See all that we have to offer at projectresume.net. Be sure to reference this podcast when you place your order.